What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This episode of Cold Sports is brought to you by Studio, a company that focuses on elegant, stylish, classy headphones and earbuds. Go to coldsports.com and upon checkout, use the promo code COLD to save even extra 15% off your purchase. Studio is the place that designs your sound experience. Welcome to Gold Sports. You have entered the zone called sports on another level. And now, here's your host, Cole Johnson. Cole Sports! I am that man, your man, the illustrious tour guide, Cole Johnson. And on this episode, we're going to deal with coaches who want to medicate themselves in a really strange way. We're, of course, going to touch on some NFL stuff. Major League Baseball is rounding into form. We're going to award Dolts of the Week. And, of course, we're going to put a subject on further review, as we always do. But for right now, let's get to the headlines. Dateline Miami! I would say current, but he now is former. Miami Dolphins offensive line coach Chris Forrester had to resign earlier this month. And why did he have to resign? Well, it was unfortunately for him a happenstance where one of his hmm, side pieces, I guess you could say, filmed him snorting lines. Yes, he was doing blow or he was partaking in cocaine. Uh Oh, I'm sorry. He was allegedly taking part in cocaine because he was caught on camera snorting a white powdery substance. The Dolphins didn't even tempt fate. They decided to give him the walking papers and he left. Well, the person who captured all this, Kijana Nige, had these things to say on Twitter about that video. Quote, The white people mad at me like I forced blow down this man's nose and like I recorded it on the low. No, those are his habits and he recorded himself and sent it to me professing his love. So quick to make excuses for him, but we'll roast a minority player over an anthem, dog fights, weed, domestic abuse, etc. But y'all keep saying all lives matter. STFU. Close quote. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Give me a second. I feel much better. Dateline ALCS. The American League Championship Series came down to Game 7. The best two words to ever say in sports. And the series held true to form because the home team won every single game. With the Astros looking all out of sorts when the series shifted from Minute Maid Park to Yankee Stadium. But then when the series went back home to Houston, the offense woke up and the defense and the pitching shut down the Bronx Bombers. And so now they go on to the Fall Classic where they meet the following team. 
Dateline NLCS. Come on down. The Los Angeles Dodgers, who put forth an exhibition of how you play playoff baseball. The Dodgers closed out game five in Wrigley to the tune of 11 to 1. Dateline Houston. So after the Dodgers won game one, three to one with wonderful pitching from Clayton Kershaw and with the Astros winning game two, taking part in having eight homers in the game, six of them coming after the eighth inning. This fall classic has been everything it's been hyped up to be. And enter game three, where the Astros won five to three, buoyed by a four run second inning. But the talk of that game was not how wonderful it was played, the pitching performances, or the offense by the Astros, or the wonderful crowd in Minute Maid Park. No, the talk actually has been of the Astros' first baseman, Yuli Gurriel. So after the blast that got the scoring started in the bottom of the second inning with the home run deposit over the left field fence, Gurriel ran the bases, was high on life, got to the dugout, and he decided to slant his eyes. Come on, man. Really? Really? Uh, and, and why did he do such a gesture? Well, the pitcher on the mound for the Dodgers was you Darvish, a pitcher that the Astros have had historical troubles with. But because of that nice, politically incorrect stunt, Gurriel will be facing a five-game suspension starting in April of 2018. So, have you been prejudiced lately? Dateline NFL! So with the systemic oppression protest movement kicking up high gear to the point where the President of the United States decided to talk about it, and we will talk about that later, that was in September. This month has been really hard on the field because not one... Not two, but three franchise players have gone down with either season-ending or season-threatening injuries that start in New York with Diva in pads. Oh, my gosh. I mean, Odell Beckham Jr. So he was running an in route, jumped, could not come down with the ball, and unfortunately, when he landed, his ankle was rolled under, and now... He is on the sideline, and it's unfortunate that that's the case with him. Down in Houston, where the folk legend in the making, J.J. Watt, off of a pass rush, tried to lean on the right tackle. He leaned too hard, tripped on his own self, and twisted his ankle. And now he is on the sideline as well. And then there is Aaron Rodgers, who will trace up the Green Bay in the first quarter of their game against the Vikings in Minneapolis, rolled out to the right, threw a pass that was incomplete, but before the pass was incomplete, Vikings linebacker Anthony Barr grabbed him within the rules and tackled him. Unfortunately, Rodgers landed on his collarbone. Now, he suffered this injury before. I mean, he broke his left collarbone four years ago, came back after about a five or six week absence and took the team to the playoffs. Notice I said left collarbone. This time, he broke the right collarbone. Yes, he's a right-handed quarterback. So this is going to take a little while longer. But SB Nation has said, you know what? With all of these injuries to big-time players, there is hope on the horizon. Well, how about, let's go back down to Houston. How about that rookie quarterback, Deshaun Watson? I mean, he's thrown for at least three touchdowns in every single game he's played, for the exception of 
mop-up duty against the Jaguars and the first game he started in Cincinnati. Then there is the Chiefs running back Kareem Hunt, who has gained at least 100 yards from the line of scrimmage every single game he has played. And then let's not just take it offense. Let's go defense with Malik Hooker. The safety for the Indianapolis Colts, he's actually shown up and done pretty well, too. I did say Colts, and that's why we haven't heard much about him. It's all good and well that we have these wonderful talents on display, but the money lies with the barkey players. None of those three are at the moment, but the three that I mentioned who are down and pretty much down for the count of 2017 are. So as much of a football purist as I am, those blows hurt. Dateline Charlotte. Cam Newton, a quarterback so talented, unfortunately, is one that is so grossly immature. So in the last two weeks of the mandatory press conferences that he must attend, he skipped out on one, cranking up the music really loud so that the press corps in the Panthers room where they hold the press conferences made it difficult for them to hear whatever was being done. He followed that up by being terse the next week and walking out prematurely and what was the question that did it well the question that did it was when one of the pool reporters asked this of cam quote cam big plays chunk plays can get you that energy you're talking about does this offense and i know you had several in detroit and new england do you think you guys had the wherewithal to do that consistently week in and week out close quote Well, after Newton said next question, he waited for about maybe three or so seconds and then walked off the podium. You're 28, son. That's not how you're supposed to do it. Act like you got sense, man. Come on. You're not supposed to act that way. So what if Rodrigue is on the press corps? Act bigger than that. Forget her. Let her do her job, but don't let her cramp your style in doing yours. Be better than that, Cam. Dateline Los Angeles. In better news, former Laker and soon-to-be Hall of Famer Kobe Bryant thought about and opined who would he want to induct him into the Basketball Hall of Fame when the time comes. Well, the five-time NBA champion had this to say about that. Quote, They've been the greatest mentors, not only in my career as an athlete, but also as a person. And what I might say is just a lot of thank yous, because I've had a lot of help along the way. A lot, a lot of help. Close quote. Now, who are the they've that Brian is alluding to? Well, the they've would be Phil Jackson, the 11 time NBA champion as a coach and the former horrible, horrendous president of the New York Knicks and Michael Jordan, the six time NBA champion and now the current owner of the Charlotte Hornets. Well, if I were Kobe and Kobe, if you're listening, my man, congratulations on a wonderful career. You did it like very few have. And when is that time? Get Jordan up there. It would be kind of cool to actually see a player who's getting an award from the guy that he patterned most of his game after. Yeah, let it be Jordan Kobe, because I think we all would love to see that more than anything. Later, it will be upon for the review. But come on back because we got not one, not two, but three dolts of the week. The first one is next.
Welcome back to Cole Sports, everybody. Cole Johnson here. I told you, we're not going to waste time. You want it, you got it. Here is your first of three in this episode's Dolt of the Week. Dolt of the Week, sponsored by nobody. Here is the first winner of Dolt of the Week. He is... Former Bear, former Cowboys, former Bears head coach, Mike Detka. Why did he win this award? He won it by simply saying the following. Quote, all of a sudden it's become a big deal now about oppression. There has been no oppression in the last 100 years that I know of. Maybe I'm not watching it as carefully as other people. I think the opportunity is there for everybody. If you want to work. If you want to try, if you want to put effort into yourself, I think you can accomplish anything. Close quote. The second part of that statement, I 100% agree with. The first part, how on earth can your 78-year-old behind say that statement? Come on, man. You can't even hide behind the fact that you have dementia. You are lucid and well-abled and well-bodied. And you may say that your memory's bad, but your memory is not that bad. Come on, man. Medgar Evers, Emmett Till, Martin Luther King Jr. Those are names I just threw out there. That was a mark of oppression considering that you had to deal with these individuals doing something that the systemic power did not want them to actually do. And that took place within the 100 years that you talked about. (sighs) Okay, okay. To your credit, Iron Mike, you apologize. I'll give you a tip of the cap for that. However, I don't give you as much of a tip of the cap with the understanding that you know full well. You know full well that should not have come out your mouth. Come on, dude. Come on. You were on the Bears when they drafted Gale Sayers. And you knew even back then they had white only and colored only establishments. Get out of here, man. That was 50 years ago. No oppression in the last 100 years. Come on, man. Really? Maybe some, maybe some of these people today who smoke that weed, maybe they need to come to where you are because whatever you're smoking, it's wonderful because it wipes memory. You haven't seen oppression in the last 100 years. You turn on the news, son. You can still see it. <laughs> I'm done with this chump. When I come back, the second clown to get Dolt of the Week. Next. If you want to speak on air, you can come to ColdSportsWithAZ.com. If you want to listen to all the guest appearances that Cole Johnson has made, all you have to do is go on to ColdSportsWithAZ.com. Check out the books. Buy whatever you like at ColdSportsWithAZ.com. And speaking of buying, there's a shop. You can get hats, mugs, 
bags, and whatever other assortments at ColdSportsWithTheSea.com. Oh, not just things for sale, we got things for free. Check out the book, Five Greatest Quarterbacks in NFL History, ColdSportsWithTheSea.com. The media reel at ColdSportsWithTheSea.com. And any other thing that you want to check out from the past episodes and this one right now. If you want to sample all of what this brand is about, all you have to do is to go on to Koala Sports. With com and sample all to your heart's content. so much welcome back to cold sports man i am hype the intelligent sportsman's here waiting to unveil the second in this episode's dolt of the week you already know the drill we're just going right to it the second winner of this episode's dolt of the week Practice squad wide receiver Martavius Bryant. Oh, yeah. Practice squad. Now, I know some of you are saying, well, wait a minute. I thought he was the number two receiver for the dealers. He was. Why did he get demoted? Well, it all started with the 19 to 13 victory that the Steelers had in Arrowhead Stadium against the Chiefs. Yes, the griping started with a victory, not a defeat, a victory. So there were reports from different sources. One of them, ESPN's Dan Graciano, highlighted Bryant's dissatisfaction with the offense, or at least his role in it. This is what he had to write. Quote, Source confirmed Steelers wide receiver Martavius Bryant has requested a trade. SEN Rappaport of NFL Network reported. Request was made weeks ago, says Source. Bryant spoke with Steelers coaches ahead of week five, asking to be more involved in the offense. He's upset with target share distribution and sub packages that swap him out for rookie Juju Smith-Schuster. Bryant returned this year from a one-year drug suspension and is signed through 2018. Close quote. Martavius, so you're wondering why you feel as though you're left out in the cold? Well, son, this may have something to do with it. <laughs> you do too much of that. Put it down, son, and focus on the pigskin. Then you actually might get your share of touches and targets. But I know part of that problem, though. You saw your colleague, Antonio Brown, pitch a fit in Baltimore because he wasn't getting the targets he was supposed to get, and he pitched his fit in a win. And you saw that he was getting his touches ever since then and targets. And you figured, okay, well, let me do the same thing. And look where it got you. Not benched, relegated to the practice squad. That means you ain't going to see time on the field. All of that, all of your bickering, all of your whining, all of your kvetching, and it got you to sit on the sideline to the point where you ain't going to suit up for Sundays. Son, you're too talented for this crap. You're too talented. But you're going to let ego get in the way. Your team is 5-2. and two. You 
started this gripe after the biggest win in the NFL's year. Not just the biggest win in your team's year. The biggest win in the NFL's year. And you can't celebrate in that victory because you're not getting enough targets? Well, excuse me and excuse Mike Tomlin and the and the Steelers staff for actually operating in their offense without you because you decided to be all selfish and <laughs> got yourself suspended for a full year because you can't put the weed down. Thanks, son. Put the noodle together and think. If you know that you haven't been a part of an offense for a full year and you try to acclimate yourself back into the system, wouldn't you think that you would do everything possible to make yourself available? But no, you just want to whine. Okay, well, fine. Whine yourself off the team. But I'm going to give you a good name as to where you're headed. And you're not even the number one option. There was a guy who wore number 10 the last decade. The same number you were wearing. Yeah, the same number. His name was Santonio Holmes. Mm-hmm. Yes. The Super Bowl MVP of almost 10 years ago. Yes. Yeah. The one who caught the game-winning touchdown pass in the latest Super Bowl victory that the Steelers had. Yeah. One and the same. Mm-hmm. He wanted more money. He complained he wasn't getting enough touches. Guess what the Rooney family did? They said, you're not worth our time. You're not worth our trouble. And you're not worth the money. Bye-bye, son. Gone. You're not even the number one option. He was, and they gave him walking papers. And here you are, the number two at best option, and you're doing things that's going to make you leave the team. And how would any other of the 31 teams think, well, yeah, this is going to be a good number one option, when they see that you complain when you don't feel as though you're getting enough touches? Martavius, come on, son. You'll be 26 this year, 26 in December. You need to understand, man, you have talent. But don't let that big head of yours get in the way of the talent that's big. Show them what you can do. Get the mouth shut. Keep the mouth shut. And then show them the talent that got you drafted by them. Otherwise, the practice squad will be the best option for you. I don't want to see that. But your mother's writing checks that you're dreaded behind can't cash. When I come back, the third dolt of the week for this episode. Be right back. All right, VIP, I know you only want the best, right? You want your sports coverage stylish and classy. How about your earbuds and headphones? That's where Studio comes into play. I'm wearing a pair of Studio headphones called the Regent right now, which are my favorite. They're comfortable, they look great, and the sound quality is excellent. You get impeccable clarity in instrumental tones and a well-balanced sound. Plus, you have the option to go wireless by connecting to any Bluetooth device or connect to a computer with the auxiliary cord. They combine high-polished metal with matte finishes, and that embodies the vision of Scandinavian design. You can also personalize your Regent designs if you want. Well, Studio also has the tray, the Vasa, the Vasa Blah, the Clang, and the TVA earbuds along with the Regent headphones. So the choice is yours. Go to the show notes in this episode, click onto the Studio link, and upon checkout, 
Use the promo code C-O-L-E to save 15% off your new purchase. Studio, designing your sound experience. Welcome back to Cold Sports, everybody. Get hype! I am. Yes. Come on now. Mr. VIP has returned to give you not one, not two. I'm going to give you three of these. That's right. The third dolt of the week is now. And the third winner is Houston Texans owner Bob McNair. Why did he win this award? Well, I know some of you probably are looking at me strange because the Cowboys owner Jerry Jones had a hardline stance about the anthem, which prompted ESPN's Jamel Hill to say, well, if you want to do something about that and you didn't like what he had to say, boycott the Cowboys sponsors, which prompted a suspension from ESPN for her for two weeks. People said, well, that was bad enough. (laughs) But Mr. McNair decided to go a little bit further and worse, a whole lot worse than Gerald. So during a meeting between Owners and players of the NFL to discuss the protests during the national anthem. There were pretty good quotes that were being brought forth and good points. The most eye-catching quote, though, came from Mr. McNair, who said this in front of the throng of the owners and the players. Quote, we can't have the inmates running the prison. Close quote. Well, NFL executive and former player Troy Vincent took umbrage to the nth degree about that statement. ESPN wrote the details. Quote, after the owners finished, Troy Vincent stood up. He was offended by McNair's characterization of the players as, quote, inmates, close quote. Vincent said that in all his years of playing in the NFL, during which he said he had been called every name in the book, including the N-word, he never felt like a, quote, inmate, close quote. Close quote. And during the details of that meeting, they said it sparked a back and forth between Gerald and the NFL players in that meeting. So in that meeting, uh, uh, apparently, McNair pulled Vincent aside and apologized for that characterization and statement. Now, he also publicly said the following. Quote, I regret I used that expression. I never meant to offend anyone, and I was not referring to our players. I used a figure of speech that was never intended to be taken literally. I would never characterize our players or our league that way, and I apologize to anyone who was offended by it. Close quote. Bob, there have been many who have said that you are 
racist. I don't think you are. I don't think you're racist at all. I think, no, I feel, no, I know you are an elitist. And what's the problem with elitists? Well, they have a view of those who aren't on their economic level. That is less than favorable. That's that's the opinion that you have of those who aren't 10 figures or more. That's just how it is. See, because I can't say that you're that way with those like myself, because these players, most of them earn at least seven figures a year. So you're looking at millionaires in the way and characterizing them in the way of being inmates. But I didn't have a problem just with that, sir. I had a problem with your choice of words. You see, the phrase is you can't let the inmates run the asylum, not prison. To refer to the NFL as a prison is not a good look with everybody involved. And I'm not even talking about the players. Yeah, I mean, yes, the the NFL is 70% black with the players. It's 99 point something, something, something percent white with the ownership. So you're not insulting the players only. You're insulting the owners, too. You're insulting your colleagues in saying that the NFL is a prison or making an analogy saying that it's a prison. And for you to say that the players are the inmates... One, that's wrong in the way of they aren't criminals. And two, it's wrong from the standpoint of, no, the inmates aren't running the prison because the wardens have full control over it. And yes, I'm looking at you, the octogenarian that you are. You are one of the wardens in the NFL. You all have to find a way to not be so insulting to other people because this is making others who aren't you or like you think well hey if this is what he would say and he actually had the temerity to say it in front of players and owners well let's let's excuse the players out the equation what would he say to the owners only what would he say behind closed doors because that's bad enough that's bad enough that he would use an analogy thinking that the nfl's a prison and the players are inmates look mcnair i totally understand that you have the feel that you want individuals to respect the flag you want individuals to respect the national anthem that's all well and good but you cannot ever 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 refer to those who actually are being american and exercising their right to protest as inmates that's not cool that's not cool at all we would much rather talk about kiko alonzo was it dirty or was it not with his hit on thursday night football with the dolphins playing the ravens when he actually took a forearm and hit flacco's neck and head We'd rather talk about that. We'd rather talk about what's coming up Sunday and Monday. We want to talk about the fact that you actually ended up getting your your number one offensive lineman, Dwayne Brown, back on the team. We want to talk about that. But no, we're talking about you and your errant mouth. If you want this to be over, Mr. McNair, Use the two things before you use the one thing that gets all of us in trouble when we use it egregiously. The two things I'm talking about are ears. Use them. Listen to those who have a gripe that you may not understand so that you actually can be more informed to when you speak, not do damage, but edify. You do that, sir, and then it would be a lot better. Until then, you'll be thought of in most circles. As a Trump puppet. That just is the case. I don't like that for you. But you brought this all upon yourself.
When I come back, more on the divide. America is not the only entity that's divided. Sports fans also are. In upon further review. Hi, I'm Cole Johnson of Cole Sports. But when I am not being the intelligent sportsman, I also have another show. Go to shows.pippa, that's P-I-P-P-A dot I-O forward slash revelations. Revelations, where we talk about humanity at its rawest and truest. Join me as I talk to individuals interesting and captivating as we try to make sense of this thing we all call life. So that's Revelations, Tuesdays, 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Pippa. And on milehighradio.com, that's M-I-L-E-H-I-R-A-D-I-O.com, every Saturday, noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, Revelations, where we communicate truth to power and where we change the world one conversation at a time. Cool Sports! Available on Cool Sports! With a Z. Dot com. Episodes of Cold Sports. Dolts galore. Yes, we're going to award the Dolt of the Month for September. We're also going to re-air the Dolt of the Month for August. We're also going to award the third Dolt of the Quarter of 2017. And we're going to go into November with the bright-eyed, bushy-tailed excitement and zeal of the NFL rounding into form, the NBA kicking into high gear as they start their season, the NHL as well. And we're going to talk about the World Series champion. Is it going to be the Dodgers? Is it going to be the Astros? One team will win it for the first time in 29 years. The other team's going to win it for the first time in their 56-year franchise history. Who's going to be the winner? The Astros or Dodgers? We'll talk about that in upon further review and amongst other things. But that's for the episodes to come. And thank you so much for giving me the platform to give you this entertainment in only the way I can. I appreciate you all for this. You all are the fuel that makes this show run. For the last two months, I've been bothered by what I've been seeing with the sports fan. And I just want to see if I'm the only one that's bothered by it. So we're going to talk about division. And no, I don't mean division of teams. I mean the division of fans. In upon further review. I remember making an appearance in August. where I was a, I was on a panel and the panelists asked me 
the question, what do you think is going to be the big highlight headline of the year? What storyline is going to reign supreme? And I said to him, I believe the headline that's going to reign supreme is what we saw with Colin Kaepernick and the fallout from it. How is the NFL going to handle that going forward? Because I don't see anything good coming out of it. I don't see any resolution happening. So that's going to be a big time topic going forward. And for the exception of Ezekiel Elliott, is he going to be suspended? Is he not? Is the stay going to happen? Has it been taken away? Are they going to file in Dallas or are they going to file in New York? Besides that element itself and the injuries that have taken place with star players, the focus in the sports world for the last two months has been, do you stand or do you kneel with the national anthem? So I read a column in the Los Angeles Times where it talked about the divide. Thank you, Bill Plaschke. He's one of the greatest columnists in the country, actually. And, you know, he talked about this in, in depth. So he interviewed former pro athlete and a Vietnam veteran, Roy Gleason. And in the backdrop of players showing solidarity and unity by kneeling and interlocking arms, Plaschke said that Gleason turned off the TV set and said, quote, that's it. I'm done with them. Close quote. He further went on to say, quote, it disgusts me. Close quote. Of course, the it that disgusts him is seeing players kneeling when the national anthem is played. And I get why it upsets people, because you hear the public address announcer ask the audience to please rise as we honor those who are serving our country with the singing of the national anthem. I get that. And I get when they see somebody who is kneeling or who is sitting or who is doing none of those things. I get how that could make them upset. I can fully understand that. My big time number one issue has been if you're going to raise a stink about that, raise a stink about everybody doing that example. So in the GOP debates little under two years ago on stage, if I'm not mistaken, you had Marco Rubio, you had Ted Cruz, you had Ben Carson and you had Donald Trump out of those four names. Which one did not put his hand over his heart during the singing of the national anthem? If you were to say the one who in a rally last month referred to the players as quote sons of close quote you would be absolutely correct but no stink was raised one was when people said well you see president obama doing the same thing no hand over his heart that is an american well no hand over trump's heart is that just as not as american or is there exception to the rule that's been my issue. If you're going to cry foul of patriotism, cry foul with everybody doing it improperly, such as a video that I saw in Baltimore where the singer was singing the national anthem loud and proud. But in the concourse, people were walking to their seats, walking to concession stands and talking and having conversations with one another. Now, I'm saying this as a person who served in the military. When you hear the national anthem, you're supposed to be silent. You're supposed to not move. Why is it that patriots are doing both, but are not called on it? Because they don't earn seven or eight figures a year. And I could say because they're black, but I think it's more than that personally. And then there are those who aren't kneeling, but sitting during the national anthem. Take, for instance, Mark Ingram, the starting and probably one of the rotating running backs for the New Orleans Saints. So in a game last month, he decided to not kneel, but sit. Ingram had this to say about that. Quote. 
Yeah, they were saying stand-up losers and all that, telling us we're the worst type of Americans. But I love my country, and I want what's best for my country. And in order for us to be great again as a country and not have all this racism and bigotry and injustice, we all need to realize that there is a problem and be there for each other and correct the problem. Close quote. Plasky interviewed a... 74-year-old Temecula man, he asked a question or posed a question that actually was a really good one. Quote, We fought to give you the right to demonstrate, but not by disrespecting the symbol of what we fought for. Close quote. See, my, my, my role here is to not be one or the other, but to be truly me. And I see a message that has been performed by one Colin Kaepernick that has been royally distorted, watered down, and tainted into another message. The systemic oppression protest movement. That's what this has been. Because Mr. Kaepernick did say in a press conference, standing in front of his locker, that he decided to sit at first because he didn't like the systemic oppression that was happening with citizens, some by the color of his skin and darker, who were being accosted by police and being killed by them and the police officers roaming free. He actually did say that. He also actually did say, too, this is not a protest toward the military and this is not a protest toward good police. Those words all came out of his mouth. And then a chance meeting with the Navy SEAL changed his stance from sitting to kneeling out of respect. And now kneeling is being considered a disrespectful act. From the Patriot fan side of things, yes, I can see that. I can see how that could be irritating and disrespectful. Mm -hmm. From the side of those who are not being heard, I could totally see how they can look at a patriotic fan and say, you care more about a flag and a song than you do about my life. So you see the problem here, right? The problem is not a protest. The problem is not patriotism. The problem is listening. The problem is caring. The problem is giving a crap. The protesters don't give a crap about the Patriots. The Patriots don't give a crap about the protesters. And you know what happens? You have two sides not wanting to meet in the middle. How productive is that? It's not. So if you can do like what Miss Ford of the Lions did, who wrote a letter to all the Lions players and said to them, quote, Please don't kneel. I don't want you guys to kneel. But to show that I heard what you have said with your demonstration and your protest, I will donate to every single one of your concerns and charities. So if you don't kneel, I will make that promise and will financially support what it is that you find a problem with. Close quote. Now, that is the understanding of a person who heard, a person who emoted, and a person who said, you know what, this really means a lot to me. And to show you that I think this means a lot to you and that you all mean a lot to me, let's come to a compromise. Let's get to a place in space where you can tell that I hear you and that I will put forth feet to the message and then you can respect my wishes and do this as well. You know what happens? It makes you see something different in the other side. It makes you see, oh, well, you know what? Well, maybe there is something to this land of the free and home of the brave stuff. 
hmm, maybe there is something to the glory of celebrating those who defend our freedom. Wow. I think it's pretty cool that we celebrate this and we commemorate it and we remember those who sacrificed and those who died. And then the other side could say, well, you know what? I think it is kind of crappy that there is some sort of fault with having people just get gunned down by police and they don't get charged with anything. I know if that were me, I wouldn't want that to happen. I'd want justice to be served. So, yeah, that would bother me. And to have this happen in my country, I think that's wrong. Where is that? Where is that, VIP? Tell me that. Why is it that we cannot put on our big boy and big girl hats and get to a place where we actually sit at the table, talk about our issues, and solve them? There isn't a place for tension. There isn't a place for combativeness. There isn't a place for animus. Being stiff upper lipped about a person that you deem is not going to be helpful in office and not force him to be presidential on top of it is not using your power as an American to just simply wave the flag and say America love it or leave it is not American what is American the most American thing that could ever exist is two people of divergent tastes creeds colors socioeconomic backgrounds and stations in life sitting down intellectually talking and passionately listening to both sides come to a solution and walk out arm in arm hand in hand maybe not having all those things solved but taking one step closer to get this country solved in the fact that it cannot be divided much longer we will not get far if we both choose to say the other side sucks It's time to shut the mouth, to open our ears, and listen. Let's do that before it's too late. If you happen to like this episode or any episode you've heard thus far, Come on down. Come on now to ColdSportsWithAZ.com. You want to check out the media reel? Come on now. ColdSportsWithAZ.com is the place. You want to hear guest appearances that I've made? ColdSportsWithAZ.com. You want to get hats, mugs, bags, and all other assortments? ColdSportsWithAZ.com is the place where you can go to the shop and get that stuff. You want to read? There's books on sale at ColdSportsWithAZ.com. Not just books for sale, but there's a free book. Five greatest quarterbacks in NFL history right now. For free, you can get that at ColdSportsWithZ.com. We also want to get the pair of headphones that I said that, that I use right now, Studio. The link is right there, ColdSportsWithZ.com as well. Now, if you want to listen to past episodes or even this episode, whatever your fancy, whatever tickles it for this brand, all you have to do is go to ColdSportsWithZ.com. That's ColdSportsWithZ.com. You can check out me, this brand, and all of its splendor. On Koala Sports with the Z.com. And remember, VIP, it does not matter where you listen to me, how you listen to me, or when you do. Just want you to do this one simple thing. One, 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 one simple thing. And that is two. Enjoy.
the content. For the Intelligent Sportsman, I am Cole Johnson, and this is... You've been listening to Cole Sports with Cole Johnson. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.